20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am Steve Perhatch. Joining me as always, Dusty Evely, my man, what is going on? Not much, dude. Not much. You know, we got to see a good big win. Um, that was awesome. I'm happy to be here talking Packers football with you, brother. And you got to see that live and in color, right? I did. You know, I'm always constant up, man. Me and a couple of my brothers and a good friend of ours who's basically like a brother uh, drove up from Kentucky to watch the game this past weekend. And it was, uh, you know, spent a day the first day kind of kicked around the pro shop, hit up Kroll's. Did all of our Wisconsin-y things. And then, yeah, got to see the game. Got to see a really good game. Uh, you know, got to see the Packers actually win, which was awesome. And a uh, perfect drive back. And now I'm sitting here back at home in Kentucky drinking a new Glorious Moon Man. So I'm, uh, I'm you know, a lot of people go Spotted Cow. That's the incorrect choice. Moon Man is the superior beer. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy, man. Perfect trip. That, okay, Moon Man. I, you know, I, I actually had a couple Spotted Cows tonight, but okay. I, I respect the Moon Man for sure. What is your, before we dive in, what is your all-time favorite beer? All-time, you know, there's a there's, there's a local brewery here, uh, Country Boy, and they, they actually distribute, they distribute in different states now, but they're not super widespread. Um, this one, they don't can, they don't bottle, you can only get it at the brewery, and it's their uh, Jalapeno Smoked Porter. Kind of a kind of a seasonal thing. They don't have it all the time, but man, it's like just the perfect amount of spice, and it's just it's ridiculously smoky. Tremendous flavor. If you're ever in the Lexington, Kentucky area, jalapeno smoked porter, a country boy can't beat it. All right, good to know. Yeah, that's right. Come on down, brother. <laughs> all right, so it is Wednesday night. We are recording this for you guys for Thursday morning. So. That means that we get to talk about the injury report, which we always talk about. Um, so Packers, Bears, it is a huge discrepancy as to the <laughs> Packer, number of Packers versus the number of Bears. Uh, so let's kind of run it down a little bit. We've got Brashad Breland. Uh, he has a groin injury slash not injury related. Uh, Dusty, does, what, does that mean he's, is he getting a vasectomy? What's, what's going on, dude? It's the, it's the only answer, Steve. It's, it's, gotta be. I mean, it's, it's a couple of days. I know my, mine's uh, scheduled for early January, so <laughs> I'm fully aware of all the things that he will be going through. So it should only be a couple day recovery period. It, It'd be good to go. Yeah. And it'd be out full speed. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's the laziest coded language I've ever heard in my life. It's it's growing and it's family matters. Yeah, we get it. We we understand what that means. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he's been he's been huge. So, uh, you know, hopefully, it's I, I doesn't sound like he's in any danger of missing the game, um, which especially coming on the back of that pick six. Um, you know, excited to have him back out there. So, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. Brian Bulaga did not practice with a knee. Uh, Kenny Clark did not practice with an elbow. Those are two pretty big injuries. What are you thinking right there? Yeah, I mean, you know, Clark is huge. I mean, you know, honestly, I liked um, it, Lowry has looked really, really good uh, in the past couple of games. And what's his face? Uh, Lancaster, Tyler Lancaster. Um, I really like what I saw to him this past weekend as well. But there's nowhere, especially with Daniels out, there's no replacing Kenny Clark. Kenny, Kenny Clark is, I mean, in my mind, um, top five, possible top three defensive tackle, even as young as he is. Uh, just He's just... He's the guy that collapses everything inside. He's 
he's the guy that gets double teamed. He's the guy that's just an absolute monster. So I mean, have losing him if he can't play on the defensive side, um, that's that's going to make it tough because we really need to pressure. Um, let's say Trubisky. Um, I guess he also goes by uh, Mister Biscuits uh, or just Biscuits, I suppose. Uh, Kenny Clark is going to be the key to that, and so that could hurt. And then I mean. Belaga, we barely need to talk about that much because, uh, you know, Belaga's had kind of a rough season at times, but going up against that defensive line on that side uh, with Khalil Mack just laying waste to everyone and having Spriggs over there, God, that that frightens me. I mean, even injured Belaga frightens me. But, yeah, by I me, mean, both of those injuries, so did not practice, both those injuries are huge. Yeah, so, that I mean, that's, that's looking big. Randall Cobb limited with a hamstring should be good to go. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham with a knee and a thumb did not participate. We kind of talked before. We think that's just giving him a little bit of rest. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at some point you just got to figure like, wouldn't they just shut him down? I mean, he's not since the thumb, he hasn't been effective. He hasn't been. And you know, the funny thing about it is, you know, especially with uh, Tanyan being on the active roster every game now and, and Tanyan has, has seen some offensive snaps in most of his, damage has come uh, via special teams uh they've got you know four tight ends on the active roster right now that they dress uh so even just sitting graham for a game or two like i get it and we've we've talked about this before like i like what graham brings to the offense but if you sit him for a game and you go to battle with uh lance kendricks mercedes lewis and robert tanyan I mean, to me, that's better than an ineffective Jimmy Graham. A Jimmy Graham who can't really catch that well and is limited in blocking. I mean, I I don't know. I, I kind of figured at some point they would just kind of shut him down for a game or two. It hasn't happened yet, so I assume it's not going to unless his thumb falls off. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be all for giving him a game off. All right. Um, Clay Matthews limited with an ankle. Aaron Rodgers, full participant. He's still on there with the knee. Uh, EQ is listed with an elbow but was a full participant. And then Lane Taylor with the foot was limited. Yeah, I mean Taylor. I mean anyone anyone missing off that offensive line is going to be huge, uh, just just based on who they're going up against. So you know, I think Taylor's been up and down this season, but I'd rather have Taylor than not Taylor. Yeah, and so there is. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine <laughs> people. Nine people on there to the Chicago Bears. One, Allen Robinson with a hip. Yeah, and it sounds like the Robinson thing kind of came out of nowhere. I think he yeah. played this whole game. I think that was kind of a surprise listing today. So, um, yeah, who knows? But, yeah, that's a pretty big disparity in number of guys there. Well, that's one of those things, though. When you're having a good season, you sometimes that luck of just mm-hmm. not running into injuries happens. And yeah. the Bears are having a good season, but they also have been lucky in not running into the big injuries. I mean, yeah, Whiskey was down for a couple games, but it wasn't too bad. They were just – overly playing it safe um yeah i mean you see that sometimes with the then like you see that regression the next year and it's well what happened you know the surprise team came out of nowhere and it's well look at the injuries <laughs> a lot of times that'll tell the story you're you're healthy and the next year you're not healthy and suddenly you take a dip the next year it just it happens uh also in other news the packers have placed byron bell on injured reserve and have signed nico saragusa to the roster from the ravens practice squad so, Siragusa is coming from San Diego State, and uh, Dusty, I'm sure you're aware, San Diego. Do you know what that means, San Diego? <laughs> the whale's vagina. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with what it means. I, I, I speak that language. <laughs> roughly translated, a whale's vagina. 
is. Uh, I don't think that's what that means, Steve. No, no, that can't be right. I'm uh, sorry. I apologize profusely to everybody listening. And if you haven't seen Anchorman, just delete yourself from this podcast because you need. And then once you watch it, you can come back. But you know, getting a little bit of depth at the the guard position, not a bad thing. Seeing if uh, he might be able to hit. You got a couple games to see, so. Yeah, I had to look up to make sure since he came from the Ravens that he was not related to Tony Saragusa. Uh, he is not in any way, oh, shape, or I was, form. I was just assuming he was. No, I actually I looked it up and he is not. I kind of thought the same things. So that was uh, that was shocking to me. But man, that's a that's a good man. We got a lot of good names on this squad, man. Nico Saragusa. That's a that's a solid name. That's almost as good as De Beer. <laughs> almost. Almost. Now, I, I forgot to ask, did you ever settle on getting a new jersey while at the pro shop? I did. So I had it end up down I had it wheeled down between two because my son's name is Alexander. And so I almost bought a Jair Alexander jersey. Ooh. I did not. I held off. I'm still I'm still contemplating it. I decided to go with Kenny Clark. I like it, was, it was kind of between Clark and Daniels. I decided to go Clark, uh, just because he's younger and uh Figure he'll probably be there longer, but yeah, decided to, decided to go Clark. I think it was a solid, um, solid decision on my part. I'm patting myself on the back right now. I will say, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a 30% discount going on on the Packers Pro Shop. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers' jersey was 30% off. Could that mean that they're they're looking to move on from it? I mean, listen, all I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers was 30% off. Haha, Clinton Dix was 50% off. That's a small jump, Steve. That's Real still small so like when they trade somebody and they're gone from the team, they only mark it off fifty percent. Like, who's going to buy that jersey? I was like, you know what? Now I would like a Hawkeye jersey. My favorite is uh, so if you go over Fans Edge and you search Packers jersey, they'll have some weird clearance ones. I pulled I pulled up one a couple weeks ago. They had a, a Boykin jersey that was Ooh. like seventy percent off. Boykin hadn't been with the team in forever. Like they've they had Boykin. I can't remember who I found the other day, but they've they've got guys who haven't been with the team in like three three to five years. They're just like, well, you can get this jersey for forty bucks. Why would I buy that jersey for forty bucks? <laughs> See, I'm more of the illegal Chinese website uh, <laughs> jersey as opposed to the I'm going to buy a real hundred dollar jersey. So I mean, I can get three jerseys at thirty bucks a pop. As opposed to an offense. I know that game, and I'm actually looking at that for Alexander, but don't tell the authorities. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, allegedly, I use Allegedly. That. I know allegedly. a guy I know a guy that told me he did. My friend uses that website, so from here. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sure, I mean, these we, we've had a lot of conversations on the Pack-A-Day podcast about, you know, McCarthy being gone and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But you were at the game. Mm-hmm. What did you see in Philbin's first game as a head coach? Like, what were some of the smaller differences? Things you know, not everybody picks up on right away. So, uh, like, besides, besides, you know, throwing the the red flag to on like the first two plays. <laughs> Talk about that for a minute, because that first challenge was was fine. I think it was third. Oh, that was legit. That it was third down, and that wasn't a catch, and uh, you know that was a big conversion. And I get it. I get it. Um, to, to the next one was a 19 yard gain on first down. That was kind of like borderline. Don't throw that. Don't like, even if you think, I think there's a thing within coaches. I'll get to my point here in a second, but there's a thing with coaches. This is true in baseball as well. Once they got challenges, they think this call is wrong. Therefore it should be right. Instead of necessarily thinking about all the implications there. Like yeah, I do think that's, yeah. Like I think that second one probably was incomplete, but really a 19 yard gain on first down on the very first drive just let it go. It doesn't matter if that's right, because what if something comes up in the fourth quarter 
that is bigger and now you've burned through it. That's like a third down. It's, you know, it's a, maybe it's less yardage. Maybe they, it says they gained three yards on third and two, but they didn't like, they didn't actually pick up that third down. That's bigger. That's a bigger moment. That's, that's the moment you use it. You got one. It's dumb. That's don't do that. That's dumb, dumb. Don't that's so dumb. But that be, that being but said, you feel the dumb. Okay. <laughs> that specific decision was ridiculously <laughs> dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Um, but yeah, the, um, the one, one of the main things I picked up on, I, I was kind of harping on McCarthy this year quite a bit was I don't, I think the offensive scheme from, from a passing perspective has been fine. I think a lot of people don't like the way that has been run. And it's still, there, there's still this perception that they run an old and outdated offense. And, and I don't, I don't believe that's true. Um, I've been watching that passing offense all season. I don't believe that's true. Um, but uh, two of the things I have harped on McCarthy's McCarthy all season about have been um, the play calling, say like the sequ- the sequencing of those plays and also the personnel used in those plays. Um, like, uh, even if the play itself is fine, the personnel can change, uh, you know, you know how that, the success of that play, or maybe even how that play is, is played or defended by the defense. Um, and so one thing I did notice, I mean, the biggest thing I noticed from that Philbin did was he was subbing guys in almost every single play. I mean, he was subbing, it seemed like two to three guys in almost every single play. What you lose in that, which the Packers haven't done too much this year anyway, has been, um, if you want to go no huddle, it gives the defense, they, they get the chance to match you personnel-wise. Um, but so you got two different things going on. You got, they've been running, but they ran a whole bunch of guys in based on the play they wanted, tried to get the best personnel out there for the play they had, which is something McCarthy hasn't really done. Philbin's doing that legitimately like 90, it seemed like 90% of the plays. I wasn't really tracking it, but a whole bunch of the plays they're doing that for. Um, The other thing they're doing is even though they're subbing those guys in and they were huddling for the vast majority of the game, it was quick huddles. They got the guys out. They got the guys in. It was a quick huddle. You get the play in. You get to the line. And instead of lining up with you know nine seconds and snapping the ball with one second, they're getting to the line with twenty seconds and snapping the ball with you know ten to nine. That still gives Rodgers a chance to kind of do his little cadence, try to get the guys get some guys to move, get them to declare what they're doing, to read the defense, to kind of adjust what he needs to do while still getting the snap off and giving him a better chance to kind of catch the defense off guard if he needs to. So to me, those were the two biggest things was he was, he was getting the personnel in that would be the best for the play he was running while also getting them to break the huddle quicker and get to the line quicker. So they had more time to read adjust and still get the, still get the snap off without being harried every single time. So, um, you know, the, the offense I'm, I'm kind of looking at it now, the offense looked more or less the same as far as what they're running, but it's kind of it was how it was the how they were running it that was different. I mean that's okay. been one of my main problems all season, and, and they I think they did a really good job of that. All right, so I'm going to throw this hypothetical out you just to scare the living crap out of you. <laughs> Packers make the playoffs with Joe Philbin. They run the table. They go to the Super Bowl. They win. Do you hire Joe Philbin? You know, so I was talking about this yesterday um, on on the other podcast I do that I that I. Um, this is, I, I cheat on you with them, but really it's the other way around because I've been doing that one longer. Um, oh, so I'm the side piece? Yeah, this, okay. yeah, this, cool. you're the side piece. Really, you're a, a handsome gentleman, Steve. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, really what it comes down to is is it's how do they look. I, you know, there's a whole bunch of really, really nice, sexy names out there. And one of them, uh, say, Filippo is slightly less sexy now than he was, say, two days ago. But, you know, you throw names out there like um, – I mean, Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, is, is kind of the, the yep. top of the list there. Kind of these these college guys, these innovative college guys. I mean, you get these names out there. 
Uh, and, and people kind of, just because Philbin has that connection to McCarthy and because he flamed out in um, in Miami, like I, I get the reasons people don't want that. And I'm not saying that I necessarily want him, but if they suddenly, and I don't think they looked amazing this past week. They, they beat the Falcons. I don't think they looked amazing. But if they go on a run and they look really good and that offense is firing and the defense is looking good and he's making good decisions and they win the Super Bowl just based or even make the playoffs and, and win their first game, and they the offense looks in sync and they look loose and they look like they're having fun, but they're also kind of firing on all cylinders. I I I don't necessarily say that I want Philbin in that scenario, but I, I I think he deserves a chance to be able to be that guy if he comes around and the way this team has looked all year, uh, just kind of out of sync. If suddenly something snaps and it's and, and you see that Philbin is kind of making a difference in that. It's it's hard to ignore that fact. I think. Okay, I I respect that. I would still say no. I still would say no. You win the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Right off into the sunset, Joe. I appreciate <laughs> everything you did. I'll give you a firm handshake. You can just keep going. Just get get out, please. Uh, so before we we we'll wrap things up. We'll talk a little bit about the Bears uh, coming up, but. I have a bone to pick with everybody that's on Twitter. Uh, this annoys the living crap out of me. Everybody hates the stupid Pro Bowl. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares about it. But my timeline is completely filled with dumb people that completely retweet uh, for Pro Bowl votes. Can the NFL just get rid of this? I know it's part of the fan appreciation and everything like that. And you want to show your appreciation for the players on your team. But, oh, my God, if I see another person that has – retweet for the pro bowl and then they just list every single packer player like oh i want I, I hate it i hate it the thing is so i mean i i know the pro bowl is important to the players in as much as they've got escalators in the contract that if they make a pro bowl so my solution well, is they win yeah <laughs> or lose. actually i take that or, back it's a bigger bonus if you win but <laughs> but ultimately it doesn't matter because like who cares who it, who cares it's the worst it's the worst of the major sports in terms of their like their showcase. It's a dumb game. It barely resembles football. It's it's. I I try to watch it every year. I'm like, oh yeah, football on an off week. This is gonna be awesome. I make it maybe two minutes in, and then be like, this is dumb. I can't watch this. This is no. terrible. What am what am I doing here? Like, it hasn't been great since. Um, it wasn't even great then. Sean Taylor took out the punter. Uh, that's like the last. That's the last. They should have just shut the Pro Bowl down after that. That was the last moment. R.I.P. Um, but. What they should do, you still have not necessarily the fan voting because I agree with you, it's dumb and no one actually cares um, or they shouldn't care because it's a dumb exercise. But you still get guys into the Pro Bowl based on something. You get a panel of people that do it or whatever, but then you never actually play the Pro Bowl. Maybe you do and you do the skills competition, but then your escalators are still kind of built into this. You made the Pro Bowl because what happens now is you get so many alternates because guys are injured. Just scare oh, yeah. scare quotes, and yeah. so you suddenly have like, well, 150 guys made the Pro Bowl last year, and that kicks all their escalators. No, you get your Pro Bowl. Depend. It doesn't matter if you're injured or not. You get voted in. You get your teams, and then you never actually play it. But it says you're in the Pro Bowl. Then you hit your contract escalators. But also, it's not fan voted at all, and so we can get rid of people like retweeting and using the hashtags to try to get. I, I don't know whoever the devil that Blake Martinez. I don't know whoever the devil they're trying to get in. Then you don't have to see it anymore, and then the players still get their clauses. But then they can all still go to Miami or whatever and do like a skills competition if they want. So that's I my solution. A, I have a I have a solution. So we can do the same things, you know, avoid the Twitter voting, but we can have fan votes online. 
Okay. Um, you know, a website that you can go to, enter your email, and you get to vote once a day. If that's what you want to do, I don't know why people vote multiple times a day, but hey, that's what if that's what you want to do, you do that. It's your life, man. Exactly. But what happens then is we they work with the Madden team, and then each Pro Bowl player, care. it's a team game. So it's an eleven on eleven. I'm picking up you, what you're throwing down, and you are controlling your person in Madden. We still get the alternates too, because then if your guy gets injured yep. mad and you sub him out, and you the other guy's got to sit behind you. And out, and you know they can do an esports type of thing that they're all playing, and it'll be oh, fun. Some guys suck at it uh, and don't play video games. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like some offensive lineman who doesn't know how to play, doesn't play Madden or anything like that, and like their big thumbs are mashing things, and all of a sudden it takes out Aaron Rodgers because he he misses the block, <laughs> like. Just starts sprinting back towards his own end zone or something. Exactly, he goes out for a route instead of trying to block. I don't, I don't hate it, Steve. Uh, That's that's better than my idea. They still get to gather. There's still football, and if you're into but yeah, I'm, I'm down for it, man. And then you get to see which people are good and which people are bad at Madden, and then you then you have a reason to make fun of them if you feel Mm -hmm. like it. And then you can go on Twitter and make fun of them. I mean, I'm down for it, man. I'm that's a a perfect idea. Perfect, but for the love of God, just get rid of the real Pro Bowl, please. so So bad. All right, so Bears week. Bears they week. Are, uh, they're talking some trash. The Packers are – apparently Bears fans are upset because the Packers are saying that they've been successful in Chicago in the recent years, and apparently that's not a reason that the Packers should be saying anything this year because the Bears are awesome. I, yeah, so I, the Packers already beat the Bears. And, oh, here's something people are forgetting, Steve. And I don't know why. I get why. It's recency bias. Man, they just beat – that ever-living snot out of the Rams, one of the best teams in the league, on prime time. Everyone saw it. By nine. What, what happened the game before that, Steve? Yes, they lost to the Giants. Yeah, the Giants hung 30 on them, and they beat them. That was two weeks ago, and I get that the Giants game was away, but the Giants hung 30 on this team two weeks ago. I get that what they did to the Rams was impressive, yeah. but, I mean... And also, you know, Chase Daniel, because yeah, yeah. Trubisky threw three picks this past week, too. Like, this that's a really good defense, but good God, man. You lost to the Giants two weeks ago. Let's just, let's, let's, let's calm it down. Let's yeah, calm it, it down. It just needs to be tempered. That's why, I mean, the Bears will be, are favored by, I think, six and a half, and they should be. They should they, be. You know, yeah. it's a better, right now, that's a better team. That doesn't mean that they're going to win. Um, so, let's just break it down because the guys on Friday, Saturday, they'll have even Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have some good breakdowns for you to listen to, but uh, let's just end it. What do you, what is your gut feeling as to what's going to happen? I mean, gut feeling is the Packers lose, um, but I've kind of talked myself into a Packers win. I think I said last night I had the, um, I have the Packers win in 24, 17. I just, just based on, you know, the, the bears are really good defense, uh, but they're kind of middle of the pack in terms of, um, red zone defense as far as uh, team scoring touchdowns in, with, in the red zone and the Packers have really been picking that up lately like they're scoring on 83% of their trips to the red zone they're scoring touchdowns uh, over the past three games and the Bears are kind of middle of the pack there I mean the big thing for me and I think we'll be able to tell early man um, I mean really what it comes down to is how does the Packers offensive line hold up because if there's injuries yeah. or if they're getting beat early that's a long day like if that if they go three drives and they go three and out on two of those because the defensive line is just killing them. I, I mean, I think it, it the it's going to be a very very tough game to win. But I, I something my heart tells me the Packers are going to win this game, and everything else tells me 
they will not. And I mean, you know, some of it's the way the Bears have looked, and some of it's the Packers haven't won on the road yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to pick them on the road when they've not won on the road, and they two weeks ago they lost to the Cardinals at home. Like it, I get it. It's tough. Um, so yeah, gut is telling me Packers lose, um, but I'm trying to be optimistic. But it's 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 gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game, a really tough game. Yeah. Now my my only thought is look the the Packers beat the Bears week one. They have the game plan in their hands. Quick passing. It slows down their their defensive line. It you know gets some of their players to miss. Uh, the Packer or the Bears, I believe, lost uh, Callahan. Uh, their slot corner. So you know everybody's moving up one spot. Um, if you can do what you're supposed to do and Rodgers gets the ball out quick and does that quick strike offense like they did in the second half of that game, I think that nullifies their defensive line, um, which is the strength of their team. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to go 27-24. Uh, Mason's going to actually come through in the clutch, kick a game winner. Yes, sir. And, uh, we move on and, uh, you know, hopefully we still, we get a little bit of help. Um, you know, we, there's a couple more victories that need to happen, a couple of losses that need to happen for other teams. Um, but it's crazy I, to say that that's still possible. I went into the game this past weekend being like, all right, man, it's cool. You know, I'm going to Lambeau. Packers are, Packers are you know, I, I are kind of out of the playoffs. I'm, I'm considering them out of the playoffs. Um, win or lose, it doesn't matter. I'm going to see a game at Lambeau. It's going to be awesome. Whether they win or lose, it's going to be a ton of fun. We get out of that game and start looking at our phones like, by the end of that day, it was four games needed to break the Packers' way, and all four of them broke the Packers' way. Like you said, it's ridiculous that they're still in that. Yeah. But they're still in that. I, mean, I guess technically it was Monday because the, the right. Seahawks-Vikings right. was kind of the capper on that. But, yeah, I mean, everything broke. It's There's zero. There's no reason we should still be talking about the Packers in the playoff hunt, and yet no, man, I, mean, I was I was I was Googling, like, NFL mock drafts, like top tens, and you know, oh, like Josh Allen, we Josh Allen, Allen yeah. on the edge, you know, Jadavian Clowney signing, like, oh, all of a sudden we got two edge rushers now. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm on board, and all of a sudden they won. I'm like, okay, well, that's now 14 pick instead of like number seven. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, that's how quickly my mind turned. So it's about to be pick 32, Steve. I, you know what? If they do it, that's, they'll have pick thirty-one or what, thirty and thirty-two, they, something you know, like that. Yeah, be, work with that. Be down if that, with that happens, I'm down. I'm down. I'll, I'll learn to live with it. All right, Jesse. <laughs> that will do it for us on the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Um, tune in. Uh, our fearless leader Andy. I know he's on the mend, but you guys send him stuff all day and uh, make sure he's doing. I think surgery's next week, so he'll be back ready to go. But uh, Until next time, go Pack Go! Six seconds to go. Ball just outside the four. Roger shotgun looks to his right. Snap to A-Rod. Throws right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! The dagger to Andrew Paulus on the right side! Aaron pointing to the right now. Gets the snap. Looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Leaping right at the fence. Rogers from the 42 New York, fourth down.
down and two. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, scrambles right. Now, winds up. Rainbows into 